This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The special counsel indicting Donald Trump and using blistering language in the process. Claiming that Trump lost the election, knew it, lied about it. It's described in the indictment. It was fueled by lies. According to the indictment, Trump lost the 2020 election, but was determined to remain in power. Trump's attorneys went on the attack, claiming Trump's actions were conducted on the advice of his lawyers and that he did not actually believe he had lost the election. Still, some legal experts argue that one wouldn't be able to rely on attorney's advice as a defense if those attorneys are co-conspirators. All right. So uh, another shoe dropped yesterday. Usually the people only wear two shoes. This is the third of what could possibly be four shoes of trying to get Donald Trump shoes, in prison. Shoes, of course, uh, being indictments. So this is the third uh, indictment yesterday that uh, Trump will be facing over the next uh, few years. Who knows how long it's going to take these to come to court. We'll talk. This is one of the things we'll be talking about this morning. Uh, if you want to get your input, our phone lines are open at 208-336-3700. Toll free, 1-800-529-5264, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Good news for those of you who tried to get through yesterday uh, by emailing Mike at KBY.com or Chris at KBY.com. Our emails are working. Again, uh, allegedly. I mean, yes, they are. <laughs> I did check this morning. They are. They are working once again. Well, actually, uh, yesterday about uh, between two and two thirty, I started getting <laughs> one email after another, <laughs> and I kept thinking, "Why are people commenting on the morning show?" Not, no, it, they were left over. They just it it took the emails from you know like uh, nine thirty to two thirty to show up. Uh, gotta love technology, don't you? Uh, um, not, <laughs> not, not always. No. I'm, so we'll we'll be talking a little bit th- uh, about this, and we'll, we're going to find out more. Um, there are six unnamed co-conspirators. Um, however, they believe that they know five of the six yeah. co-conspirators. So we'll go over their, those. Uh, at least uh, four of those are familiar names, and also um, they're some of them are lawyers. That there's for even, Trump, and there's a guy in the state of Wisconsin. Apparently, his last name is Chessbro, but uh, when they were first reading it on the news yesterday, they called him Cheesebro, and I thought, <laughs> what a great name for somebody from Wisconsin. Hey, I'm Cheesebro. Cheesebro. <laughs> it's, it sounds like a Wisconsin superhero, doesn't it? Little bit. Hey, never fear. Here comes Cheesebro. <laughs> hey, you guys need any cheese? For those who are lactose intolerant, Thanks. don't bother calling. Cheesebro. Cheesebro. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll talk a little bit uh, about that. Um, we're also going to talk uh, some more data coming in, having to do with uh, surveys that are out. Um, we'll, we'll talk about latest numbers on uh, election and what people are thinking now that the indictments are out. Um, and th- by the way, these these polls are are out before this newest indi- indictment came out. Um, we'll talk about. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise Trump would have done better in the poll, right? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. It's like every time an indictment comes out, he yeah. seems to make more money, and he seems to his, get uh, more support. His backing gets more solid. 
And this is this support is not coming. You know, a lot of people go, "Oh, it's MAGA, it's the MAGA Republicans who are uh, supporting them on this." Uh, no, some of this polling was done uh, with people who are unaffiliated voters, likely mm-hmm. voters, but not Democrat or Republican. And even there, it's, it's kind of surprising in the numbers when, when we uh, go over this a little bit later this morning. Um, we'll also talk about uh, numbers and polling on President Biden, because President Biden has his own problems going on with uh, investigations going on about whether or not, you know, he was peddling influence um, while he was vice president, having to do with uh, Hunter Biden. Um, well, well, give me an idea of what Democrats think about those charges, um, of course, due to polling. Um, I also have some audio yesterday having to do with how, and we talked about this with poll, with the latest poll that came out last week about President Trump and how much stronger he is now than he was in polling numbers back in February. And we told you about this yesterday. He, right now, has a 37-point lead on second place, Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. He is polling at 54%. Ron DeSantis is at 17%. Just four months ago, it was about forty-two thirty-six, right. and uh, I don't. That's not all attributable to uh, to Donald Trump, apparently, because I was watching something yesterday that indicated that pretty much every time Ron DeSantis goes on television, his poll numbers drop one or two. <laughs> uh, there's something about him that, that some people just don't find comforting, I guess. Well, and it's interesting because even as his poll numbers drop. You would think, all right, so these people, you know, that liked Ron DeSantis originally were, you know, Mm -hmm. when when they were in almost a virtual tie at one point um, four months ago, uh, you would think that those numbers would go to maybe somebody else because they liked Ron DeSantis. They probably didn't, you know, know, like Trump. But those numbers aren't going to any uh, any of the other candidates who are running. Yeah, they're not really. They're going to Trump. They're not spreading the wealth. No. Uh, DeSantis is in his 40s. And and so by far, I mean, he's the youngest of all these these candidates. See, and that's the problem. He's he's a baby. He can't run for president. I'm I'm just thinking, you know, in this in this day and age, people don't trust anyone under 70. (laughs) You know. Based on elections, you're not wrong. Based on the numbers, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. The last two, there had never been a president over 70 elected, and the last two elections, we've elected two guys over the age of 70. <laughs> um, they had a uh, poll that was uh, done recently, and this is, this is the uh, audio that I'm going to play for you a little bit later because uh, Dana Bash, CNN, um, is perplexed on uh, the non-mega voters willing to vote for Trump, despite what happened on January 6th, despite all his other um, problems that he has had with his indictments. astounded? She doesn't know how other people think? She's aghast, agog, and thunderstruck in with wonderment. Goodness. Uh, However, goodness sakes. If you've watched Dana Bash, you can say that uh, about her a lot of times. It's actually Dana, by the way. (laughs) Is it Dana? Uh, Dana Bash. I met met her when, uh, let's see, I can't remember what Larry Craig did, but she came to town. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah. (laughs) So She was here in the studio asking us questions and then looking off into space. (laughs) <laughs> she she's perplexed she she doesn't understand and this has to do with uh some polling that was uh recently done and and one of the pollsters um explained to her what's going on and, and it's kind of interesting to to uh hear what he has to say um and you may not like it if you are a trump supporter um in, in what he says why these people are 
still supporting Trump even after everything that's been thrown at him. Uh, so we'll get to a little bit of that maybe, audio coming up for you this maybe morning, some too. Of it's because of what's been thrown at him. Could be. Uh, that That is more than possibly true. And that, that kind of ties into something that I want to talk about this morning. And there's no right or wrong answer. I, I, I want your opinion on this. Because it is interesting to see that there are people that believe everything that has happened to Donald Trump so far with three indictments. There is a fourth expected to come out of Georgia. Oh, yeah. That the only reason that he has these charges isn't because they think that they're actual charges, but it's politically motivated to get him out of the race for the 2024 election. It's not working, by the way. My question to you is, do you believe that? Are, are these? Is there something there there? You know, politicians are now fond of saying, hey, oh, yeah. there is no there There's there. There's no there there. It's a nothing burger. Is there something there there? Or is or do you believe this is just this is just your opinion or do you believe this is all politically motivated to make sure that he doesn't become which is the either, next president either something there not there or something not there 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 right on now you got it um, you can weigh in with that uh, right now as you if you want we're going to take those those phone calls and emails uh, throughout the morning and get your input on that um, phone calls two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless you can also text us by the way uh, same as our main text number um, other than that a lot of other things we'll be talking about here throughout the morning for you make sure that you uh, stick around how how much you know Biden complained about how much Trump played golf while he was president. Yeah, uh, numbers are out. Uh, here we are, a little over three years into his presidency. Take a guess on how much vacation time you think Biden has officially taken since he was elected president. Just, I'll, I'll leave that in your does, thoughts. Does, does Delaware count as a vacation? Yes, time spent away, well, not changed. not that, doing his job. That, that changes everything from the White House. Yeah, um, so just think about that. Because we're going to get a check on what's going on with sports this morning. There is a lot of sports action going on, by the mm-hmm. way. This update is brought to you by Pork Belly in downtown Cuna. Hip drips, drinks, coffee. Get it through the drive-thru. You don't even have to get out of your car. It is also open up. The drive-thru is at the same time the restaurant is, beginning at 7 a.m. The Boise State men's basketball team won again last night in Game 2 of their summer tour of British Columbia. The Broncos beat the University of the Fraser Valley 93-57 in the city of Abbotsford, B.C. 6'8", junior Omar Stanley led Boise State with 19 points and 15 rebounds. He is a transfer this season from St. John's. Senior forward Cam Martin, a transfer from Kansas, where he didn't actually play, but he was on the roster, had 14 points and 9 rebounds, and sophomore guard Roddy Anderson III led the Broncos with 8 assists. Today is a travel day for Boise State, and the team will also go uh, whitewater rafting this afternoon. They will play their final game of the trip Thursday night in Kamloops at Thompson Rivers College. What were you going to say? I just said, gee, he had 19 points and six, 16 rebounds, you said? 15, yeah. 15 rebounds? Yeah, he's uh, not too shabby. Like I said, 6'8", junior. Uh, there was a complete game no-hitter last night in Major League Baseball. Framber Valdez, I have a cousin named Framber, no I don't, of the uh, <laughs> Astros held Cleveland to a single base runner, winning 2 nothing in front of the home crowd at Minute Maid Park. The Guardians' Oscar Gonzalez walked leading off the fifth inning. He was erased on a double play, meaning Valdez faced the minimum number of batters in the game, 27, and he never threw more than 14 pitches in a single inning. It's the 16th no-hitter in the 62-year history of the Houston franchise, and the first by a left-hander. 
The last Astros complete game no-hitter was thrown by Justin Verlander in 2019. And on Tuesday, Houston traded outfielder Drew Gilbert to the Mets just before the Major League trade deadline to bring Verlander back to the Astros. Also last night in baseball, the Royals beat the Mets 7-6 in 10 innings with the bases-loaded New York pitcher Josh Walker committed a balk before throwing a single pitch. As the pitch clock was winding down, Oops. the umpires ordered the runners to advance, which you do at a balk, and the game was over. That's sports. I Did you see, I, I saw the story, and I, I haven't checked it this morning, that the Max Scherzer deal to Texas might not happen. Really? Because he has not waived his no-trade clause as of yet. I see. Now, there's a possibility that that, that could still happen, but that he could be holding out for more money. Or so He's like, look, I'm not going to trade my no-trade clause for nothing. You know, give me some Chick Fil A or something, uh, and then uh, then I'll wave it. The Mets fans are a little angry because you know, like <laughs> on Friday they had Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer, and now they don't. Now they don't. KBOI News Time six seventeen. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at one. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI given out some of the toughest sentences against the January 6 rioters. Judge Tanya Chutkin was nominated by President Obama. She has sentenced at least 38 people connected to the January 6 attack, matching or exceeding prosecutors' recommendations in many of the cases. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Daniel from uh, Emmett, thanks for uh, holding on here this morning. Be impatient. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Yeah. You ask the question, here's my answer. Uh, guys like myself, I prefer someone other than Donald Trump. However, um, from the day he walked out of Mar-a-Lago saying he was going to be president, um, they've gone after him. And flat out, the more they go after him, the more I'm going to vote for him. Because uh, like your partner, two weeks ago I was on your show telling about what I heard from the two agents testifying against Hunter Biden in front of Congress. And your partner comes out, the last thing he had to say on the radio is, what you just heard was lies. Well, lies coming out of my mouth? Or lies coming out of them two people who put their careers on the line? People like him, people in the media, you know, uh, it's been proven that Hillary Clinton is the source of the investigation that crippled his entire first administration. Your partner probably believes that came from Santa Claus. I don't know. But, yeah, our way of life is, in my opinion, threatened by these people who want to, you know, the liberals who want to teach our children in first grade about sex or wear a rainbow flag or, or, uh, yeah, our way of life is a threat. So so let me get this straight one more time. Um, Yep. You would rather see somebody else elected president, but because of how they're attacking Trump, you will vote for Trump even though you're not. He's the only one I know in the field, or I believe in the field, that will stand up to the people who are trying to change our world in a manner in which I don't care for. All right. And they will go after him in I think it's been proven so far. Hillary Clinton did a lot worse than Donald Trump did as far as uh, um, as far as classified information, and they just ignore it like it didn't happen, as well as your partner there. 
Thank you. And, uh, uh, thank you for the call, Daniel. You. I'm I'm yep. going to say uh, before you jump in here, Chris, um, I don't remember this particular conversation that he's talking about. So my guess is I don't either. it was while I was on vacation. And the fact that you said that everything this guy just said is a lie probably didn't come from Chris. My guess is it sounds more like that came from Rick Worthington while I was on vacation. Because I've never heard you actually come right out and say, everything that person just said on the phone is a lie. That's yeah, just not that's just not your personality. I, I, I don't recall the uh, However, I have heard Rick Worthington as he filled in for me. Uh he has done that. And I'm not throwing Rick under the bus because he's no longer here. Yeah. Moved to Bend, Oregon. Well, no, we we get that all the time. I mean, no matter which one of us says something or even if it's on the news or in a commercial, somebody calls up and asks why we said it. And they don't know who said it. They yeah. have no idea. So I, I, I'm just going to say I kind of, I kind of have your back on this one because I've, in the four years I've worked with you here on the show, I've never heard you actually call a listener a liar, or me a liar because it's just opinions. How, however, now, is not the, saying that didn't happen and it could have been Rick Worthington. Is that the truth? No, you're a liar. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm not saying, I, by the way, I, I mean, Daniel, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I don't ever no, I, remember uh, that conversation. So it probably happened while I was on vacation. I, I apologize for not remembering, uh, the last time you called, but I, I don't. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Once again, just opinion. Do you think everything that is happening uh, with Donald Trump, this is the third of what is expected to be four indictments, charges against Trump. We're, we're, uh, cl- getting close to what, like 50 different charges uh, now against Donald Trump. Do you think it's political, or do you think there is something there there? Just your opinion. 208-336-3700. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, coming up, programming note. A little bit later this morning, about two hours from right now, Shelly Searle, who runs two vending machines in the Treasure Valley, and Chelsea Major, who started a band book club with Megan Parker back in 2022. They uh, She also does pop-up book selling. Oh, band, B-A-N-N-E-D. Mm-hmm. Okay. With Pearl House Collections, uh, have decided to team up and create a band book vending machine. Is there a demand for that? Well... This is in response to locations who take books out of the libraries because Mm. they don't feel that it should be in a library where there's a possibility of a child, somebody under the age of 18, might see these books. Even though there might be people over the 18, over the age of 18, who might want to read these books, they just don't think that they should be in the library. So that was the, the response that they had in uh, putting together a vending machine that sells exclusively books that are either banned or, I guess, restricted. Or proposed to be banned. Yeah. Um, so they put together, at, they have two vending machines so far that are out and available. We're going to talk uh, with Chelsea Major, uh, get the idea of, of, get her idea of what, what the reason for this was, how it's doing, where the locations are. Apparently they move, uh, I think they move around 
uh, from place to place. Also get her inputs on what she thinks, because we've already heard from a couple of uh, legislators here in Idaho that this is one of the first things that they're going to be taking up in the Idaho legislature next year. You might remember a bill was passed in the past legislature that it ended up getting vetoed by the governor, and uh, they did not we're not able to override the veto. Um, so this will be something that will be discussed on whether or not some of these books, um, I, I don't know who gets to decide whether or not they should be in public libraries or not, but it is something that's going to be discussed in the legislature, so it's not the last time we're going to discuss it. But anyway, uh, we're going to talk with her live this morning. You've probably heard a little bit about this story. Um, it's it's appeared in both uh, Idaho Press, Idaho Statesman. We've even had a news story here on our news this morning. But uh, Chelsea will be with us coming up a little bit later. We'll talk with her coming up at about 8.35 this morning. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Oh, yeah. Good news and bad news for you. I know it, once again, it seems like a broken record, but uh, you did not win the lottery last night, so get your butt out of bed and go to work this morning. That's the bad news. The good news is you have another chance for even more money coming up in the drawing on Friday night. Mega Millions jackpot. No winner last night. That means coming up this Friday, it will be worth an estimated $1.3 billion. I mean, we're getting to the point now where you're, you're talking like federal, you know, money that that you get from the federal government for bailouts. Yeah, you're you're talking about um, winning the lottery and then being listed in Forbes magazine. <laughs> uh, numbers well, actually, you wouldn't because um, you'd still only get you know what is it about half when you take the lump. If sum. you take the lump sum, and I think, then, uh, and, then, and then taxes take it. Yeah, another big chunk. So the, in uh, Friday's drawing, for instance, if you took the lump sum, it would be about uh, almost three quarters of a billion dollars before taxes, mm-hmm. which would still probably get you in Forbes magazine, right? Um, no, you have to be a billionaire now. Do you? Yeah. Uh, winning numbers from Tuesday's drawing: eight twenty-four, sixty-one, forty-five, thirty. Mega Ball was twelve. Megaplex, uh, Mega Plier was uh, four Missed times. That much. Yeah, somebody, somebody won ten thousand. Not around here. It was uh, somewhere in the east. Somebody won ten thousand and then had the Mega Plier, so they won forty thousand. Yeah, one person uh, winner in Pennsylvania won five million because they matched all five white balls, which gives you the million dollars. But then the Megaplier, which was four times, so they won $5 million. Very, very cool. Yeah. Four others in Pennsylvania, Arizona, California, and New York each won the $1 million prize where they matched all five. Are you disappointed? You match all five, but you don't get the Powerball. You win. You get a million dollars. Are you disappointed? Go, oh, it's a, if I could have just got that one that, number right. It, it's, it's a good consolation prize. I just... I. I I don't think you would Sorry. be disappointed. Sorry, you're a loser. Here's your million dollars. I mean, because when I buy tickets, I'll buy like 10 at a time. I don't just buy one ticket. I'll buy like 10, maybe 20 tickets. And out of uh, invariably, when I buy them, out of all tickets, so if you buy 10, you're you're looking at 60 numbers, right? I guess, yeah. And out of those 60 numbers, invariably, I'll get maybe one right. <laughs> Quite often, none right out of mm. all 60 numbers. 
so the fact you get one ticket where you get five, I, I think you got to be okay with just a million dollars, even though before taxes, as you mentioned, you'd probably, uh, you know, let's only, get this. only be getting, let's, you know, 500000 Let's get this on the record. I would be okay with a million dollars. KBOI News Time, 645. Phone lines open, 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through this morning. Uh, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. They are working this morning. Had a little problem with him yesterday. But those emails are working this morning. Uh, time for another check on sports brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. You want to head on out and see the delicious food you can get for breakfast? You can do that just by going to theporkbellyidaho.com. Don't forget to follow them on their social media on Facebook. You can get in on some of their weekly specials and then just find out how delicious the food that Chef Wally is uh, making for you already this morning is. Get in. They open up at 7 o'clock. In the NFL, Rams Pro Bowl wide receiver Cooper Cup left practice yesterday with an apparent leg injury. The team has not yet reported a change in status for Cup. Cup has been one of the top receivers in the NFL the past four seasons, but missed the second half of last season with a bad ankle. In college football, quarterback Hunter Decker started all 13 games as a sophomore for Iowa State in 2022, but his athletic career could be over. Decker's Tuesday was charged with criminally tampering with records during the state of Iowa's investigation into illegal gambling by college players. Decker has also allegedly placed 26 bets on Iowa State Cyclones athletic events in 2022, including at least one bet on a game in which he played. The standard NCAA penalty for gambling on your own team, by the way, is a lifetime ban. The Boise State men's basketball team won again last night in Game 2 of their summer exhibition tour of British Columbia. The Broncos beat the University of the Fraser Valley 93-57 in the city of Abbotsford, B.C., Uh, 6'8 junior Omar Stanley led Boise State with 19 points and 15 rebounds. He is a transfer this season from St. John's in New York City. Senior forward Cam Martin, a transfer from Kansas, had 14 points and 9 rebounds. And sophomore guard Roddy Anderson III led the Broncos with 8 assists. Today is a travel day for Boise State, and the team will also go whitewater rafting this afternoon. They will play their final game of the trip Thursday night in Kamloops at Thompson Rivers College. That's sports. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. After the concerned citizens of Meridian gave the Meridian Library a list of over 50 books it wanted to restrict access to last year, Shelley Searle and Chelsea Major decided to team up to create a banned book vending machine. The Idaho Press reports the vending machine features books that have been banned historically or have been under fire in recent years. The vending machine is an attempt to bring books to the forefront of local conversations and make books more accessible to people. Nothing in the vending machine is over $20. On Wednesday evening, the vending machine opened for customers at Loose Screw Beer Company in Meridian. Searle said the vending machine is meant to provide something for everyone, even though it centers around a local political issue. Debbie McAllister, KBOI News. Coming up at 8.35 this morning in that uh, news story, um, we're going to be talking with uh, Shelly uh, about this program. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Chelsea Major. Shelly is uh, the person who owns the vending machines. Um, they have uh, combined together to uh, put these vending machines together. We're going to ask what was the reason for the beginning of putting this together, how it's working so far. 
as you as you heard, uh, books most books are under twenty dollars. Are are people willing instead of checking them out of the library, which some libraries don't you know necessarily have some of those books in them anymore? Are people willing to spend money from a vending machine to get it? So we'll talk uh, coming up here with uh, Chelsea Major on the way at about eight thirty five uh, this morning. Get your thoughts on you know hey if you can't get it in the library, are you okay with a vending machine? <laughs> I don't know if anybody's checking uh, you you know, you IDs at a vending machine. Well, you can't check things out of a vending machine for free. No. It's going to cost you a little money. Mm-hmm. And, and as you heard there, you know, books under 20, 20 bucks. So it could cost you 20 bucks. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, one of the other items we're talking about um, is uh, something that happened after our show yesterday. We told you as we were leaving the show that uh, President Trump had announced that he was expecting to be indicted again, maybe as soon as yesterday. Um, and by the way, it, it did actually uh, happen yesterday. It happened uh, after our show. The key question is, how fast is this judge going to move this case along? You know, a number of the people I'm talking to think that it will not happen before the election. I think that it's, it's still possible it could. Now, you may be wondering... Uh, when you hear the indictment, it's like, I wonder what judge is going to be assigned to this. Well, uh, we, we now officially know. Trump's case has been assigned to a district court judge appointed by then-President Obama. Judge Tanya Chutkin has previously ruled against Trump when he tried to keep documents from the House Committee investigating the January 6th attack at the Capitol. Writing in that decision, presidents are not kings. She has been tough on some January 6th defendants, handing down sentences in excess of what prosecutors were seeking. But no judge in America has heard a case like this that asks whether a sitting president can spread lies to cling to power and overturn the will of the people. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, Washington. As I mentioned, um, there are a lot of people that believe that there is no there there. That this is nothing but a political attempt to try and make sure that Donald Trump either isn't allowed to run or forces him out of the 2024 election or try to make it like I, so they de- he doesn't get elected. Like I said, I don't think it's working. Um, I, I get the feeling, I, I get the, I think if he dropped dead today, he would still hold rallies and run for president. <laughs> I, don't um, think, I don't think it's gonna, going to affect him really that much. There are, by the way, six not named co-conspirators. However, uh, through investigating, they uh, believe that they know five of the six Mm co-conspirators. One appears to be former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, and that was confirmed by his lawyer, Robert uh, Costello. Co-conspirator number two, uh, former Trump attorney John Eastman, confirmed by his own lawyer. Uh, The description of Eastman's meeting with Trump in December 2022 matches what was publicly already known about him. Eastman has been the architect of the failed bid to get then-Vice President Mike Pence to reject the election results during the joint session of Congress. Third co-conspirator appears to be attorney and conspiracy theorist Sidney Powell. The indictment notes that on November 25, 2020, co-conspirator number three filed a lawsuit against the governor of Georgia, falsely alleging massive election fraud accomplished through the voting machine company's election software and hardware. Co-conspirator number four appears to be Jeffrey Clark, Department of Justice official in the Trump administration. Co-conspirator number five appears to be lawyer Kenneth Chesbro. The fifth uh, conspirator is described in the indictment as helping in devising and attempting to implement a plan to submit 
fraudulent slates of presidential electors to obstruct the certification proceeding. He is a, a Wisconsin. That matches up uh, with his description. He's a Wisconsin resident. And like I said, it's too bad his name isn't Cheesebro. Because it would fit, right? Yeah, that just sounds like a Wisconsin, a Wisconsin superhero. And uh, there is apparently one other co-conspirator, not named co-conspirator, that they either haven't had a lawyer confirm uh, that they are a co-conspirator or nobody has been able to figure out who that sixth person is so far. There's also um, no word on whether those co-conspirators will be charged in this case with Donald Trump. Oh, true, because they haven't been indicted. They have not been indicted as of yet. So it'll be interesting to see. And I don't I, I don't know here. It'll be interesting to see if they use that as, hey, look, you're a co-conspirator. If you agree to, to go to court testify. and testify against Donald Trump, uh, we it. won't charge you as a co-conspirator. What, what say you, Rudy Giuliani? I don't know if that's going to happen or not. That would be my guess. That would be my guess. I, I I can't say for sure. I'm just, like I said, that's my opinion. And by the way, we're looking for your opinions uh, this morning, too. Um, seeing a lot of people watching on social media yesterday with these indictments, and it's like, well, looks like they're still continuing. The first uh, couple of indictments didn't work, so they're going to try another indictment to uh, try and force Trump uh, to not run from the next election. I don't thinking indictments even even though there's a fourth one expected that that's going to force him out no i don't either it is it is going to be a detriment i mean and we talked about this yesterday about you know when you go to war or battle which when you're campaigning for president it's a battle um you don't want to go into a battle trying to fight that battle or war on more than one front you don't want to split up your forces. You don't want to split up your, no. your you know, assets. You don't want to fight it on two fronts. You definitely don't want to be trying to fight a battle on four different fronts, which if he does, as expected, get charged uh, with the uh, indictment um, in Georgia, he would be doing over the next year and a half. Now, we don't know whether any or all of these are going to be going to uh, court before the election next year. I would guess that there is going to be at least one. And most of what happens in court will be attorneys and not necessarily Donald Trump himself. Right. But you have, I mean, how, how many attorneys does he have? Does he have to hire a whole team of attorneys for each different case? I would guess yes, right? Because once again, that's trying to fight a battle on different fronts with the same assets. Uh, he, he's got, I guess he's got a lot of attorneys or, or just hires a lot of them. Because uh, quite often you hear about you know Trump attorney, and then you hear a name you've never heard before. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot of questions to uh, answer here that I'm sure within the next uh, three, four, six, nine, twelve, sixteen months, we're going to be uh, finding out. But weigh in. Do you do you think this is just a political attack, or is there something there? There. There's not. This is not a right or wrong or, answer. This is or, just your opinion. Do you agree with some people? Or both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, time for another check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. Uh, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They're open, as they are every morning at this same time, seven days a week. Open 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. for breakfast or lunch. Get in today and find out just how awesome the food is at Pork Belly in downtown Cuna. There was a complete game no-hitter last night in Major League Baseball. Framber Valdez of the Astros held Cleveland to a single base runner 
winning 2 nothing in front of the home crowd at Minute Maid Park. The Guardians' Oscar Gonzalez walked, leading off the fifth inning. He was then erased on a double play, meaning that Valdez actually faced the minimum number of batters in the game, 27, and he never threw more than 14 pitches in a single inning, 93 in all. It's the 16th no-hitter in the 62-year history of the Houston franchise, and the first by a left-hander. The last Astros complete game no-hitter was thrown by Justin Verlander in 2019, and on Tuesday, Houston traded outfielder Drew Gilbert to the Mets just before the Major League trade deadline to bring Verlander back to the Astros. Also last night in baseball, the Royals beat the Mets 7-6 in 10 innings with the bases loaded New York pitcher Josh Walker, Walker, great name for a pitcher, committed a balk before throwing a single pitch as the pitch clock was winding down. The umpires ordered the runners to advance, as you do with a balk, and the game was over. In the NFL, Rams Pro Bowl wide receiver Cooper Cup left practice yesterday with an apparent leg injury. The team has not yet reported a change in status for Cup. Cup has been one of the top receivers in the NFL the past four seasons, but missed the second half of last season with a bad ankle. In college football, quarterback Hunter Decker started all 13 games as a sophomore for Iowa State in 2022, but his athletic career could be over. Decker's Tuesday was charged with criminally tampering with the records during the state of Iowa's investigation into illegal gambling by college players. That's sports. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 722, Jeremiah Bates with us once again this morning to talk about your money or maybe possibly your lack of money. Uh, coming up here this morning because the uh, stock market futures down now 175 points is the long run over and i only ask this because i have questions for you this morning jeremiah i'm glad that you're on with us uh saw the news yesterday that fitch has downgraded u.s long-term rating from uh or to double a plus from triple a so a couple questions that i have for you Number one, who the hell is Fitch? No, number two, is it really bad to go from triple A to double A plus? And number three, how does this affect me, Mike Casper, personally? All right, so let's start off with the question of who the heck is Fitch? So Fitch Ratings is one of the three major global credit rating agencies. So of the so you have Fitch Ratings, you have Moody's, and you have Standards Standard and Poor's, which is also known as S&P. Basically these companies simply enough is they provide research and ratings about the credit worthiness of different entities like corporations, uh different companies and governments. And they also rate other instruments like bonds. So if a company is going to or a government is going to issue a bond, think of it like an IOU. So if you purchase that bond, they're going to pay you interest because they're essentially borrowing your money. And then you they put ratings on these bonds of the a company's essentially ability to pay that money back. So think of it, it, it's pretty similar to personal credit ratings for individuals, right? You have TransUnion, you have these credit rating agencies that mm-hmm. assess your credit worthiness and the risk associated with a, like a bank lending you money. This is essentially what these credit rage, ratings agencies do. Now, to answer your second question, is this necessarily bad? Well, we got to look at, um, when Fitch had first warned about this potential cutting to the United States credit, uh, credit grade on its sovereign debt. And that's back when uh, Democrats and Republicans were at odds of raising the borrowing limit. 
and they essentially kind of put put everyone on notice. Now, I will admit the timing of this is a little bit precarious, in my opinion. This is right off the back of you know Trump getting indicted, and they did cite in this report that. Um, really, the, the reason why the downgrade happened is because of the, you know, increased spending and and kind of like this political polarization around the debt conversation. So now let's uh, get to the third question of what does this mean to you? Well, today we're seeing a little bit of sourness, uh, at least in the equity market. I mean, we see three all three major U.S. indexes uh, coming under a little bit of selling pressure, not much. Um, but what's interesting is if you look at the reaction in the bond market, that's literally nothing. I mean, the, the, the market's largely just sh- uh, shaking this off. And we do have precedent to this. So back in 2011, the S&P and another global rating agency did downgrade U.S. debt. Now, there was a much, uh, I mean, it was almost uh, 11, 12 years to the day back in August of 2011, which is interesting as well. But there was a much higher reaction, but the backdrop was different. We were limping out of recession. Unemployment was still really high. You had Europe with some debt issues. So not certainly not apples to apples. But, uh, you know, th- this could fuel some market nervousness. But um, well, that, again, that was my other question, because we're, we're seeing for the first time in what, over two weeks, where the futures are down almost 200 points. So is this having an effect on the stock market this morning? Slight effect, slight effect. I mean, it, 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 there could be a little bit of nervousness, but again, if we, if this was going to have a, I guess, a deeper effect, like a big a big reaction, you're talking about a downgrade of, of United States debt, U.S. Treasuries, and U.S. Treasuries pri- that we're holding up. We're not seeing a tremendous amount of price action. So again, uh, I, and you also look at the other data came out of ADP payrolls came in much higher than anticipated. I think you add this all up. I, it's a component, but again, is the reactions relatively muted? I mean, S and P or you look at the annual performance. I mean, S and P still up nineteen percent. Uh, I just don't think this is going to carry much weight, uh, at least in the immediate. We're seeing a little bit of a bump down, but I think this is going to be a little blip, and markets are going to put this in the rearview right. mirror, and they're going to look at Amazon and Apple earnings, which are going to come out uh, on Thursday. I think that's what's going right. to move the needle, and job reports on Friday. Thanks for the uh, explanation. Appreciate it. Like I said, as of right now, we're looking across the board, opening on the downside when we open up here in a few minutes. Get a couple more updates from you throughout the day. Talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, Jets. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 741, it's 73 degrees in downtown Boise. A little cooler temperatures starting today. Not going to get to the triple digits like yesterday. Even cooler tomorrow. I mean, we're talking 80s. Burr, that's going to be cold. <laughs> you use God. triple digits, all of a sudden it drops 20, 15, 20 degrees, and you go, hmm. I haven't got that package from Pendleton yet. I know uh, one thing I noticed last night, and I got to thinking, it's like... Um, we are over two months away from the summer solstice, but here I you mean I, no. You mean fall? No, summer. June twenty first. Oh, you mean it? We're we're two months past. Yeah, past past okay. it. Yeah. No, okay. Um, and I noticed last night that at like nine fifteen it was getting dark already. Yeah. Where you know just a month month and a half ago it was ten o'clock and it was still light out, right. and I'm like. 
crap, that means fall is almost here. Mm-hmm. Schools are, are starting up. Probably, my guess would be some schools next week, uh, other schools a week after. But uh, we're, we're getting to the point now where almost all the schools here are just a couple of weeks away, which kind of is the official, some of them unofficial start, end of summer. Some of them start next week. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, next week uh, already. And then once football starts... Even though we're not officially in fall as of yet, school's back. Football's here. That to me, that's fall, right? Yeah. Even even if the temperature's warm, it's like okay, it's fall. School's back in session. High school, college, pro football's going. That's the official start of fall uh, for me. A couple of emails uh, to get having to do uh, some somewhat with something we talked about yesterday, um, and that was the whole thing with Lori Valaday bill. She was sentenced on Monday. Uh, Nathan writes in, uh, maybe Lori Val's craziness on Monday was all about her trying to set up her insanity defense in Arizona to keep from getting the death penalty. Because there is no, you can't have an insanity plea in Idaho. Idaho is one of four states. Arizona, you can plead insanity. However, I will say this, Nathan, and I get your point. If she is saying how great it is and the reason she killed her children was because they were better off in the spirit world because she claims that her daughter, Tylee, was in constant pain. It's weird that she says that. Have you seen any pictures or video of Tylee that they have shown numerous times since this case happened where she isn't smiling and laughing and... Yeah. and, and I, I've never heard anybody report before yesterday uh, that, or before day before yesterday, that that she was in pain. Yeah, and, and not. I mean, Ma, uh, Lori Val said she was always in constant pain. Well, I mean, you take her to the doctor, don't kill her. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why she would fight the death penalty. Like I said, if she thinks it's such a great place and she's going to have a job and and she'll be reunited with her her family that she. Well said she loves even though that she was found guilty you know, of and, killing them i and a lot of people have speculated that she's trying to figure out some kind of insanity defense uh which i mean even if she's let go in, in arizona she still has a life sentence in idaho so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter yeah that it just that she won't be put to death yeah, yeah. yeah just the death penalty but to me she just seemed very sincere like she she believes everything she's saying and she might she very well could believe everything she's saying um, another email in Mike at KBOI.com uh, says, is there any proof that her daughter was in constant pain and suffering through medical conditions? Are there medical records that prove that the kid was in pain? I don't know. Up until yesterday, I would. there might be, but, I mean, records are private. Up until yesterday, I had no idea that Tylee Ryan was in pain or constant pain right. Again, um, until we heard from her mom saying it in court. So who knows? Yeah. Got an instant message from Greg who says, personally, I will be surprised if anything happens to either Trump or Biden. Washington is full of felons. Nothing seems to happen to the ruling class in this country unless you have dirt on the Clintons. It seems we have a new bunch of tutors running things. The only refreshing thing about this entire mess is that with Trump facing a judge, at least one of the people on Epstein's flight log is going to trial. (laughs) It might not be for shenanigans on Pedophile Island, but it's something. 
KBY Newstime, 745. Let's get a final check on what's going on with sports this morning. One final time, Chris giving us an update. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Once again, they're open seven days a week, beginning at 7 a.m. Get through the drive-thru for your hip drinks and energy drinks, coffee, iced coffee, hot coffee. Don't even have to get out of your car. Get into Pork Belly today. The Boise State men's basketball team won again last night in Game 2 of their summer tour of British Columbia. The Broncos beat the University of the Fraser Valley 93-57 in the city of Abbotsford, B.C. 6'8 junior Omar Stanley led Boise State with 19 points and 15 rebounds. He's a transfer this season from St. John's. Senior forward Cam Martin, a transfer from Kansas, had 14 points and 9 rebounds. And sophomore guard... Rotty Anderson III led the Broncos with eight assists. Today is a travel day for Boise State, and the team will also go whitewater rafting this afternoon. They will play their final game of the trip Thursday night in Kamloops at Thompson Rivers College. There was a complete game no-hitter last night in Major League Baseball. Framber Valdez of the Astros held Cleveland to a single base runner, winning 2-0 in front of the home crowd at Minute Maid Park. The Guardians' Oscar Gonzalez walked, leading off the fifth inning. He was erased on a double play, meaning Valdez faced the minimum number of batters in the game, just 27, and he never threw more than 14 pitches in any particular inning. It's 747. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through today. Um, wanted to uh, give this, and we're taking your phone calls and emails. Uh, this is after the... Indictment yesterday, third indictment, more charges against Donald Trump. Could be another indictment coming as uh, soon as next week or maybe sometime later this month in uh, Georgia. So fighting three indictments. And we're just taking your phone calls and emails because uh, seeing on social media, some people still believe 100% that Donald Trump didn't break any laws and that he's going to be found not guilty on uh, these indictments, and they think that the only reason that he is being charged in these indictments is because it's all political to try and make sure that he would not be elected as the uh, president in the upcoming 2024 election. So your thoughts, do you think this is all politically motivated, or is, as I've said there before, is there something there there? I, I use that once again because yeah. Joe Biden has uh, used that numerous times. There's there's no, there's no there there. <laughs> so is there something there or is there not? This is just your opinion. There's no right or wrong answers because obviously we don't know the evidence that the DOJ has. Uh, we just know what the charges are uh, and what has been said you know, to the public. Now, it's interesting. Uh, CNN's uh, Dana Bash says she is perplexed by non-mega voters willing to vote Trump despite everything that is going on. Um, She was talking to a Republican pollster, Frank Luntz, yesterday, uh, and she wants to know who the heck are these people? Let's look specifically about the former president and uh, the, the support before we get to the focus group that you did. The support that he has nationally has grown since February. 12 points since February. And DeSantis, who was just right behind him at a time, is now even further behind him. Who are these people who aren't part, maybe necessarily, of like that Trump core, what we call the Fifth Avenue Republicans, who, you know, he famously says, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and those people will support me. 
but the people on top of that who are looking at everything that's going on that happened on January 6th, and they're saying, okay, I'll throw my support behind Donald Trump. The, the, okay, the less educated you are, the more likely you are to support Donald Trump. Lower income, people have been unemployed at some point in the last five years. It's a socioeconomic level that was once a Democratic voter, which is quite interesting. Mm -hmm. The people have come over to the GOP that gave them the majority in 2016. A lot of them, maybe 15%, have been voting Democrat in the past, and they were simply frustrated, fed up. They feel ignored, forgotten, even betrayed. And there's a level of anger there that brought them to Donald Trump because he represented and offered to be their voice and, and to speak for them. And what has happened is that group has actually grown over time. And DeSantis, from the opening of his campaign, has simply not appealed to them. Hmm. Here's someone with a very strong record in Florida. The voters have looked at this and said, why are you weaponizing government against companies you don't agree with? Why are you taking such an extreme position on abortion when you're selling yourself as a common sense conservative? So there are issues that are driving voters away from DeSantis at the very moment that so many of these Iowa voters are looking for a change. I by the way, um, the polling was done in Iowa because it is one of the first states that primaries will be happening in. Um, it is interesting to note, you know, as he said, less educated, lower income. You're talking about the majority of America when you combine those two. When you combine those yeah. those two group, and, groups, and less educated doesn't necessarily mean stupid. It just no, means no. It you means know, you didn't maybe didn't go to college, couldn't afford to go to college, don't have a PhD. Yeah, but like he said, and, and Dana Bash or Dana Bash rather says she's perplexed by this. Why are these people that are non mega voters still supporting this person with everything that's that's going on? Uh, maybe because they don't like any of the other people. Well, and he explained right there that they think that Trump has their interests in minds better than any of the other candidates. Ron DeSantis he used as the perfect example because four months ago they were virtually in a tie as far as popularity for the upcoming presidential election, and now Trump is 37 points ahead <laughs> after two more indictments have come down. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through to us, you can always take part in the show. That's encouraged, by the way. Uh, other ways you can do that besides calling, uh, you can email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com, which, by the way, uh, those emails, we had some problems with them yesterday, some technical problems. They are working this morning, so if you want to get through and uh, email us, you can do it uh, that way. You can also text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Mike from Middleton, uh, been waiting on hold. I uh, appreciate you holding on through the news there this morning, listening on 670 AM. Good morning to you, Mike. Yeah, I pretty much think it's uh, all politically motivated. Uh, that that interview you had there with Frank Lutz on CNN, that's the reason that so many people are turning against the media and, and they're backing Trump. They just see a unfairness to this whole thing that is just based upon we're going to get this guy no matter what. 
And I've got friends that are actually really liberal that are telling me they're voting for Trump this time because they just feel like the whole system is spiraling out of control. And and I, I'm, I'm a pretty moderate person. In fact, I'm an independent. I've uh, voted more Republican than I have Democrat, but I have voted Democrat. And I think people see unfairness and injustice, and that is why his support is growing. It has nothing to do with... Uh, if they would have just left him alone, he, he probably wouldn't have the ratings that he has and the support that he has. It's just we're going to get you mentality is what's causing this this swell, and people are just sick of it. Now, I'm going to ask you, uh, you don't have to say one way or the other, but did, did you vote for Trump either time? Yeah, I voted for him both times just because I thought he did a good job. And I thought we needed a change. I think the Democrats are, you know, too too inclined to grow government and raise our taxes. With this uh, third indictment, fourth indictment uh, in Georgia expected, does that change your thoughts any on the 2024 election? Doesn't change my thoughts at all. I think he's going to beat every one of them. All right. Thanks for your input, Mike. Even if it's on a bill. Appreciate it. A um, couple of text messages in. Paul says, do you think uh, if Trump did not run for president, would they drop all the uh, charges and lawsuits? I don't, I, actually. I, I don't, um, because you would look stupid if, then you would definitely, if he said, all right, I have too much stuff going on, I'm dropping out of the presidency, and then all of a sudden they dropped all the charges and dropped all the lawsuits, indictments, um, they would look pretty stupid, and then it would look politically motivated. Um uh, however, there could be a possibility if he wasn't running for yeah, president, would he be charged? I don't know. I was going to say, then there wouldn't be any doubt at all though, yeah. if they just suddenly dropped him. Uh, another text message in, since nobody uh, whose name is an Al Gore or Hillary Clinton should ever be allowed to question the results of a presidential election. John says... Uh, mega- I think that was sarcastic, by the way. John says, mega millions. I don't play for anything less than a billion. Now I have to <laughs> consider what numbers, if by chance... Uh, big chance I win. I want to be paid in quarters. That's uh, <laughs> what I calculate would be needed to fill my new Olympic-sized swimming pool. What better waste could you come up with? <laughs> I, I will say this, though. Even if you do fill up your uh, pool with, with quarters, don't dive into them like Scrooge mm. McDuck because that doesn't actually work. They're a solid uh surface and you will hit it and be hurt i have a feeling and i don't know because i haven't seen a billion dollars worth of quarters but i'm guessing that would probably overfill your olympic size pool wouldn't more, it more than likely yeah. yeah uh rich and boise good morning uh listening on 670 a.m uh you're on news talk kpi good morning to you yes uh well a couple of things on uh on trump and his indictment one that classified document that he was referring to and that recording at Bedminster that he admitted was classified. He didn't classify it. That that document was found in his possession. That was one of some of the documents that were taken by the DOJ. So he actually did have that document. And on this latest thing, you know, his coup, and that's what it was, it almost succeeded. It, it wasn't just some, you know, some silly thing that didn't work. I mean, if he would have had a little more experience in it, uh, a little more planning ahead of time, it could have worked. I mean, if, if if Pence wouldn't have certified those votes and sent them back to the states, 
and uh, the, the states in question were all Republican-controlled legislatures. If they would have reversed the election, uh, we we would have had riots and stuff, and they probably would have declared martial law. Who knows what would happen? Or if some of those rioters would have killed Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer, uh, it would have been a coup. Somebody got a you got a lot know, of somebody, ifs there, Rich. Well, yeah, but well, because it didn't happen, right? So it, it, was, it worked it was, the way it was, it was supposed to, right? Yeah, it was. It was. He came very close to doing it. It wasn't like he was a long ways off from overturning an election. He was very close to doing it. I mean, Pence, uh, you know, Pence didn't help him out, and uh, you know, so the state legislatures couldn't do it. But he was very close to pulling off a coup. Uh, one, I think it was one of his came from one of his spokesmen or something that compared it to Nazi Germany. And the best comparison to Nazi Germany was Hitler took over pretty much kind of the same way that Trump did. I mean, Hitler originally, you know, he was sent to prison. He uh, he lost his first election, though. And then, you know, then he got elected again, then took over the government. That's the closer thing. But what, what Trump tried to do, he was very close. I mean, it wasn't like it was just a, a long shot thing that had no chance of working. It. It had a very good chance of working. Well, it just didn't quite work. It's, it's no wonder he's so mad at Mike Pence then. <laughs> um, Mike, uh, Purple Sage Golf Course right did. Hey, Mike, I don't know if you're playing golf or working at the golf course, but thank you for whatever you're doing. I'll be there on Saturday. Um, your current caller epitomizes how ignorant the left is. Anyone who can't see the entire Biden administration is corrupt as an idiot. Biden has absolute power. The FBI and DOJ are proof of that. Nobody cares about Trump's indictment because they are all BS. Um, I, I will say, Mike, you can't say nobody cares about Trump's indictment. Because if nobody cared, he wouldn't be indicted, yeah. right? Um, so well, there, obviously there are people who do care about uh, the Trump in, indictments. You, you, you can't find anything that you can claim 100% of the people believe. Right. There, are, there are people that believe you don't actually need to breathe air. Now, what happens with these cases? Because right now, he's still not guilty. He, he is considered innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Will he, any of these cases actually make it to court don't know probably will he be found guilty don't know until you actually get into court and we get a c so i mean there's a lot that still has to happen yet you know we have charges um we haven't seen all the evidence because all the evidence doesn't get released of course until um it hits it hits the court case so there's a lot that still has to go on here and as we mentioned there could still be another indictment coming up in georgia wally of weezer says Trump should be in prison. He is a very bad man. His followers have drank way too much Kool-Aid. Uh, no name on this email. says Mike at KBOI.com says, Oh, my goodness, why are we covering another indictment of Trump? Nothing new here. Another indictment on Trump to take the news off the Biden family. You know it as well as everyone else. Cover Biden crime family for a change. From what I've heard, there have been six separate times uh, news on Trump has been released to hide new crime evidence being released on Biden. Trump, no evidence, no crime. Biden, extensive evidence, treasonous crimes. He sold out the co country. Cover the real story. Um, I don't know if you didn't listen earlier this week, but on Monday morning, we talked extensively uh, about Biden, the uh, hearing last week with Biden and uh, took a lot of phone calls. So, yeah, we, we don't we don't ignore that here. 
We talked about that, but this is the latest news. Like I said, this came out after our show yesterday, so it's something that we are going to cover and we're going to talk about this morning. John writes in and says, regarding Trump BS prosecution, why aren't they prosecuting Hillary Clinton also, or maybe Barack Obama for treason, or Adam Schiff for lying to Congress under oath? I could go on all day. To my point, this is all targeted manipulation and exploitation of the courts. My prediction, all these changes will be dropped, or charges, I guess, will be dropped at the last moment. It's usually innocent till proven guilty. Well, it still is. Kevin Caldwell, good morning. You're on News Talk KPOI listening on the iHeart app. Good morning. Hey, uh, two things. First off, you know, you played that clip. I don't see CNN, MSNBC, whatever that said, you know, the uneducated people vote for him. You know, there was a study released uh, earlier in the month that was kind of surprising. And they always say that religious people are stupid people. Well, now they've come out and said, actually, people who go to church are actually higher educated than people who do not. And the churchgoers tend to vote for Trump. So I call BS on a lot of what they're saying. The other well, thing I heard and one thing, and Chris, was, Chris pointed this out, Kevin, and I just want to say this again. When that pollster, who, by the way, is a Republican, he's just reading the numbers, um, he wasn't saying that Trump voters are stupid when he said that they're un- more uneducated. He's talking about people yeah. who don't have PhDs. If, they if might not have a college degree or college yeah, education. If, he if wasn't calling them stupid. If you're uneducated or you know undereducated, it could be because you're poor. Which the vast majority of Biden voters are. Well, you, anyhow, you can say that about the entire country, <laughs> right? The vast majority of the country is poor. The vast majority of the country is uneducated. Um, both of those statements are true. So basically what they're saying is just a bunch of uh, just spewing whatever they want to spew. I mean, they can't prove it one way or the other. But the main thing I want to call about is I listened to a podcast the other day, and it was um, Alan Dershowitz. And he was referring to all this stuff, and, you know, Rich called in about these these classified documents. He basically said Trump could be found guilty of that, but the ultimate court is the Supreme Court. It may end up in the, the Washington court or somewhere somewhere where, you know, they'll find a favorable uh, court against Trump, and he'd be found guilty in that, but overturned an appeal to the Supreme Court because of something called the Hillary Doctrine. And they've already set precedent. I didn't know this was that critical. But, yeah, the Hillary doctrine is the fact they did not pursue her on on her violations when she was in office. And I found that kind of interesting, as yeah. well as the fact he said that this, this latest indictment is nothing but basically persecuting speech, free speech. That's all he's guilty of is speaking. And that'll never stand up in court either. So, yeah. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out, won't we, Kevin? Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Need to take a break? Uh, Don't go away. Coming up here next, you have a chance at a $50 gift certificate to Deja Brew Bistro. It's Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question coming up after this update on traffic. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Needing to make sense of this market, wanting to find out if it's a good time to buy. Maybe it's a good time to sell. They can help you out. 208-888-4128. Lisa is going to get first crack at our question today for a $50 gift certificate to Deja Brew Bistro. All right, Lisa. 
There is only uh, one place, one place only in the world where alligators and crocodiles live together. Where is that area? That would be in Florida where the fresh water and the salt water meet. That would be in Florida. Congratulations. And by the way, it's, it, you know, it, it's not socially unacceptable for uh, alligators and crocodiles to live together. It's just that they don't do it. I know Chris, I'd ask Chris this question. He goes, in zoos? He goes, well, they're actually not allowed to live together in zoos. They're, mm. They have to live in different habitats in the zoos. Florida really is the only place in the world where they actually do live together. Congratulations, Lisa. $50 gift certificate. It is all Great. yours. All right, hold on the line. Don't worry. We got more gift certificates to give away this week. You didn't win this morning. You got a chance tomorrow and coming up on Friday. Meanwhile, it is 826. We're going to take a break. we got news coming up here next. We'll get you a market update on what the stock market is doing. Um, it's not good so far today. Um, and I, part of that might have to do with uh, the downgrading uh, by a uh, company that uh, basically does credit ratings for the country. Got downgraded yesterday. Only the second time in history they've downgraded the uh, credit rating for the United States. Might have something to do with that. But as of right now, down, uh, Dow is down 209 points. All three of the indexes are down. After that, uh, when we come back, coming up, we're going to be talking about vending machines. Not Chris and my favorite vending machine that vends food. <laughs> Which I'm having a tuna sandwich from a vending machine oh. right now, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I can smell. I mean, uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, that's not my sandwich, Chris. No. Um, we're going to be talking about a vending machine here in the Treasure Valley that vends books. Specifically, banned books. We'll talk about it coming up here next. Don't go away. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. After the concerned citizens of Meridian gave the Meridian Library a list of over 50 books it wanted to restrict access to last year, Shelley Searle and Chelsea Major decided to team up to create a banned book vending machine. The Idaho Press reports the vending machine features books that have been banned historically or have been under fire in recent years. The vending machine is an attempt to bring books to the forefront of local conversations and make books more accessible to people. Nothing in the vending machine is over $20. On Wednesday evening, the vending machine opened for customers at Loose Screw Beer Company in Meridian. Searle said the vending machine is meant to provide something for everyone, even though it centers around a local political issue. Debbie McAllister, KBOI News. 836, uh, you heard the names mentioned there. Shelly Searle and Chelsea Major, I'd like to welcome uh, both of them to the show this morning, talking to us live here on News Talk KBOI. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking a few minutes uh, to talk about this. Um, first thing I'm going to ask, how did this all come together? I mean, I know the impetus, of course, is all the conversations. Uh, the legislature this year talked about uh, book bans um, and the things going on with some of these uh, topics in school libraries and public libraries. We've had the discussion in Nampa. We've had the discussion in Meridian, discussion in uh, CUNA. But how did the two of you come together and say, hey, look, uh, maybe we should give people another option here and we'll come up with a vending machine for all these books. 
Well, it all started, um, this is Shelly with Vertigo Vending, um, started around the COVID time. And like many folks, I was looking for a way of having a alternative source of income and starting a business and finding uh, something that more aligned with my passion of being artistic and kind of doing things a bit non-traditional. So I had started the vending machines. I've got two out in the community. One is at Lost Grove downtown and the other one is Barbarian also in downtown Boise. Um, around that time, actually at Lost Grove, I met Chelsea at a community event and we really struck it off, had a great friendship. Um, and I'm very thankful to call her a friend, but she approached me a couple months ago and said, we should do a book themed vending machine, uh, while she's waiting to open a brick and mortar. What are some of the books that you have in the machine? Yeah, so um, so I'll actually step back a little bit, too. So after Shelly and I met, um, you know, I think about a year went by, and then we saw what was happening in Nampa happen. So, um, you know, my immediate response, because um, I had just started an independent bookstore, was, well, what's in the books, right? That's always the question. You know, if something wants to be banned or pulled from the shelves, we always want to know what's in it. So the next, in my mind, obvious conversation or step was, well, let's read the books. So I actually partnered with another friend. Um, we started a banned book club and we just started reading the books on the Nampa list um, and going through them one by one. And so we've been doing that for about a year. And then, you know, the vending machine kind of came after that um, book club effort. So, you know, when we started looking at what we wanted to put in the machine, we really wanted to be sensitive to making it accessible. So finding things that aren't, you know, crazy, just new book prices. Sometimes the new books can be expensive um, and, again, just not accessible. So we looked at, okay, how can we get not just the hot topic books, uh, but also books that have been banned historically over time. So thinking about Catcher in the Rye, Fahrenheit 451, um, 1984, um, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. All of these books have been historically banned, and they're beautiful challenging complex stories um so that's really where we started the vending machine concept question for you uh, as far as the vending machines that you have so far are the only books available um on the band are they in the band book list or books that have been um in conversations across the country uh being banned in the past is that the only books being carried in the vending machines no there's no wide range Oh, Chelsea, go ahead. You're the book expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, exactly as Shelly said, we have a wide range. Um, so we have, you know, some of those books that are banned, but we also have other books that are just fun. We have local zines, um, which are not everyone may know what a zine is, but it's kind of like a little mini magazine. So a locally made, locally printed, um, you know, piece of paper that's been folded and, and hand created. So we have not just, you know, new and used books that we have thrifted, but we also have these zines and also other things from local makers um, and other goods that Shelly actually curates all of our swag and cool things that are in there that aren't book specific. How did you happen to uh, choose uh, loose screws and uh, are are you planning to have other uh, machines in the future? For loose screw, when Chelsea and I started to look at, agreed we wanted to do this, we were looking at where um, getting Meridian is definitely where we wanted to start. And when we, we like to be in breweries, my other two machines are in breweries. It's a fun place for the community to come together. Loose screw is particularly family friendly. 
Um, we have, I, I'm friends with the brewer there and the owner has been extremely supportive to us and other projects. And so when we looked at where to go for um, the book vending machine, Luscre was absolutely our top choice. And luckily Mike Garcia, the owner is um, a complete delight and was all about it. So we're thankful for the support there and um, that their community has been uh, very welcoming to us. Do you see these vending machines as uh, being lucrative? I ask that because Chris and I, we have vending machines here in our building. None of them sell books. However, Chris and I, probably two people who are responsible for keeping the vending machine business, um, you know, going here within our building. Uh, but I, I've never really bought anything other than food out of a vending machine. So is this something that you see can be viable? Um. It's somewhere between a passion project and, um, I mean, it is a business, but we're, we're not going to be retiring early off of vending machine sales, uh, but it is something that is important to us, and it, it is profitable. So, Question, is this something, this is something that we've heard from Idaho legislators already, uh, because we had the bill passed in the legislature this year that uh, got vetoed by the governor, did not get overridden um in the legislature, but we've already heard from a couple of leg- legislators that say that this is going to be brought up again um, this year. Um, a- as the entrepreneurs, um, is this something that you hope gets passed? Because it seems like the more books that get banned, the better your business might be, might be doing. Well, we definitely aren't pro any legislation that's restricting um, people's freedom to read and enabling um, people to make decisions for other people's families. We definitely think the right should remain with um, the individual and the family on what's appropriate for you. Um, so we're not going to definitely be um, in favor of those sorts of bills. We're going to continue to have dialogue and conversation. And that's what we talk about when we're at book club, as well as when we do community events is how do you get involved? How do we have conversations? Because at the end of the day, um, you know, we as like a community and a society have gotten really, really divisive. But we're still community. We're still neighbors, right? So we still need to be able to have those conversations. Even if we don't agree, we need to be able to disagree um, and to do so respectively. Um, so I think for us, it's, it's really just continuing to have those dialogues about how do you um, be active in your community and talk about the issues that, again, may be a little bit uncomfortable, but sometimes that's, that's really important because being a human is hard, right? Being a person in today's world is hard. So how do we find people who have like-minded, um, you know, thoughts and beliefs, but also how do we learn from the people who think differently? You know, you guys are making way too much sense here and I, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> uh, we're talking once again about, uh, to, uh, Shelly Searle and Chelsea, uh, major, uh, they own a couple of vending machines, uh, that stock banned books. I want to get your personal uh, opinion here. We've talked about your business here. Um, want to get your thoughts because this is something that we have talked a lot about here in the last, uh, well, over a year, uh, as I mentioned, the legislature is going to be bringing up probably another yeah. bill um, coming in the legislative session. What are your thoughts when it comes to public libraries? Because it's, you, you said that as this started and the reason you started it was you started to read some of these banned books um, and, and to get an idea what the subject matter was. Do you think some of these books, maybe not being banned, because I, even I don't want books banned from a public library, because there are some people that if they want to read it, they should be allowed. But it, it, should they be limited so that parental discretion uh, 
you have to have parental uh, permission for maybe kids under the age of uh, 15 to go in and check out certain of these books that you you have in your vending machine. What are your personal feelings? And once again, I know these are just your personal opinions. Yeah, so I mean, um, Shelly, actually, do you want to talk about it too? I'll take a quick, um, my, my quick, one of the things I learned in the process of kind of learning about some of these regulations um, from the library, I'm not a mom, so I don't, this isn't something I regularly think about, but the library does have it to where if somebody is a minor, the parents have access to what they've checked out. Um, I see that more as where people and families should be handling that because what's appropriate for your middle schooler might not be appropriate from their middle schooler. And that's not up to me or the state or anybody else to decide other than that family. And if you can, if you are concerned about that, um, the parent can go in and look at the library list that their kid has checked out and have that conversation with them. It's not up to our librarians to be the ones regulating this. Chelsea, did you want to weigh in? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would agree with Shelly is there's so many great resources today. And let's be honest, the Internet is a very scary place as well. So, you know, I think the fears that we have about, you know, minors getting access to these books in the libraries, I think that is a very, very small, um, you know, concern and, and spectrum to the other challenges that we're seeing in, the, in today's society. I think, you know, at the end of the day, we very much, and I personally advocate for what is acceptable for my family. Um, you know, we plan to have two kids. We, um, you know, I think about how I was raised and, and my mother was a teacher and an educator and I knew what was appropriate. If I brought something home that wasn't appropriate, oh, I would have hell to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's very much, again, um, parents taking that ownership and again, being able to have a dialogue with if they bring home something that, that you don't want them reading, let's talk about it. What, maybe it's just a not right now book. Maybe it's a book for later. Um, but we, what we don't want to do is, is completely take away that ability to have access to those texts that can be really important, um, that help you understand who you are, especially as you're in such a pivotal point of your growing up. Before we let you go, one obvious question. Can anybody, any age, check out uh, a band book from your band book vending machine? <laughs> it's a thrifted book for, or a thrifted vending machine from I think the early '90s. So no, it does not have the ability to ID check. <laughs> <laughs> um, I appreciate you guys taking a couple minutes with us uh, this morning um, with your your thoughts. Once again, if people want to uh, check out these vending machines, where where can they see them right now? Because you only have two in service as of right now, right? Uh, we've got three. We've got the original two down at Lost Grove and Barbarian, both downtown Boise. Um, and then the new book-themed one, which is only at Loose Screw and Meridian. All right. All of those are breweries. Chelsea uh, Major and Shelly Searle, thanks for taking a few minutes with us this morning. Uh, I, I hope you guys uh, get moved right up into a new tax bracket with your new venture. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for helping us with that by uh, giving us some, some support. Yep. Thanks for being on with us this morning. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 853, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in this morning. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. 1-800-529-5264, toll free, wherever you might be listening. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. 
And you can uh, text us, same as our main number. Still taking your phone calls and emails talking about the latest indictment. Donald Trump uh, came down yesterday, uh, went away in. Just curious. A lot of people still supporting, thinking this is nothing more than going after Donald Trump to make sure he doesn't get elected in the next election. Are you one of those? How do you feel about this? Um, as, as Joe Biden would say, is there a there there or is there nothing there there? That's just your opinion. You don't have to. You he don't would, have to give us. He would also say, "Come on, man, let come us on. know." <laughs> uh, go ahead and weigh in. We've been taking your phone calls and emails. We'll continue to do that. Talk about that. Um, also, once again, want to thank the two ladies. Who just uh, talked to us about those vending machines. Capitalism at its finest, right? Thinking out of the box. Well, it's like they said. They're not really in this as a money making venture. They're in it to kind of make a point, really. Yeah. Although they say that they are making uh, a profit. It will be. What, what would be interesting? to me, would be to see if, say, a library does ban books. And then this all started, as you heard, there was a list of 25 books that they wanted off the shelves in the Nampa Library. So they started reading those those books and said, well, let's put this together and do a, a banned uh, book vending machine. It would be interesting to see. I wonder how well those books would do. Say uh, a public library says, we're taking these books off of our shelves. And then at the closest area of public property, they put up a vending machine that is the banned books, all that were included you know, on that list from that specific library. Uh, I wonder how it, how it would do. Would it, would it do any good? Because you're going from getting the book for free in a public library you know, paid by taxpayer dollars, mm-hmm. but for you it's free to having to pay, you know, fifteen, twenty dollars. Mm. The other thing I, I think about this is, you know, it, how many people go, ooh, it reminds me of the Simpsons. Ooh, the banned books, they've gotta be good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh don't look at this. There's naked pictures of women. Oh, let me see that. It's like when uh, they started putting labels on uh, on albums. There were kids who were like, "Oh, don't don't buy that one. It, do, it doesn't have a parental uh, label <laughs> yes. on it. It's, it's probably not any good." Um, a text message in from Kevin says, uh, "So these book vending machines also carry things like Huckleberry Finn, To Kill a Mockingbird, Grapes of Wrath, and the uh, Antichrist Cookbook, or just books that they don't want to ban." Hard hard to say because there are some libraries and some schools who don't allow you to read some of those books that you just mentioned. I did not know there was an Antichrist cookbook. How could you not know that? The food, I, I it, oh know. my gosh, it's the food is fabulous. Well, I'm, I'm sure kidding. I didn't know. I'm either. sure it's all kept hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not. You don't even have to keep it in an oven. John writes in and says the Trump indictments are all theatrics. Odds are real good that Democrats are booted from the White House. So if any type of indictment actually makes it to successful decision for the prosecutor whoever is in the white house will pardon trump or trump will pardon himself i am oh in my opinion the prosecutor hasn't thought this out and is turning it into a kabuki circus (laughs) but with different makeup apparently (laughs) uh we still haven't got because that question has been asked by the way um is it possible for a trump or for a president to pardon himself Uh, we didn't I don't, well, none have tried so far, so we really don't know. We really don't know. I don't know if it would be legal. But to, oh, by the way, I'm pardoning myself as my last day. I guess you could try because well, you could as of right now, you have wide. You, the president you, has final say on who they pardon or give commutations. Walk down the aisle in the movies. Pardon me. Pardon me. Pardon me. 
208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, we'll take a break. News coming up in next. When we come back, light bulbs. We'll talk about Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 905, 78 degrees in downtown Boise. Final hour. If you want to get through to the show, phone lines are open once again at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also call us toll-free, 1-800-529-KBOI. That's 5264. Email us. Emails are back working. I know you might have had a problem getting to uh, emails yesterday, uh, but they are working. Mike at KBOI.com or Chris at KBOI.com. You can also uh, text us. Um, text message in says, uh, Mike, LOL, it's anarchy plus uh, list this Antichrist cookbook. It's about making bombs. Uh, oh, well, that makes more sense. All right. That makes more sense instead of an anti, I, in, in, instead of a cookbook. Looking, I was looking forward to the cuisine of the damned, and now I'm not going to have it. <laughs> Um, Ed writes in the Antichrist cookbook. The food is delicious, but there's hell to pay afterwards. See, and that's that's what I thought. I thought, okay, maybe everything is just super hot and spicy. Okay, we have uh, deviled eggs and devil's food (laughs) cake, and uh, that's about it, really. You you, you eat some spicy hot food for dinner, and then you have some ice cream, and then when you go to the bathroom the next day, you go, come on, ice cream! But, uh, <laughs> Kevin, thank you for uh, straightening us out on, on what the Antichrist cookbook actually is. Yeah. It's not about cooking food. It's about making bonds. Appreciate it. Dan uh, says, I believe the Democrats have figured out that Trump is the only candidate Biden can beat. Now that they know that the uh, more they indict him, the higher his popularity, they're going to keep doing it. Just my thoughts. You know, I kind of agree with you. I, I kind of agree with you that if you would ask hardcore Democrats, hardcore Biden supporters, if you can find them, who do they want Biden running against in the next election? Because you have so many people. Biden is so unpopular right now. The majority of Democrats don't even want Biden running for election. So who do you want Biden running against? Trump. Because you think that you can, like 2020, have the same people go, well, anybody but Biden, I, or anybody but Trump. I don't like Biden, I don't like his policies, and he's very unpopular, but anybody but Trump, so since Biden is the only person, my only viable option, I'm going to vote Biden. I kind of thought that same thing. It's yeah. like, if, if this is working and he keeps getting more popular, they're, you know, hardcore Democrats are going, great. He's He's by far 37 points ahead of the second place polling person in the campaign so far. Now, granted, we're a, almost a year away from primary, a little less than a year from primaries, and a year and a half away from the election. So there's a lot that can happen at this point. If you remember back in 2020 election, at this point before the election, Joe Biden was not in the top five of the people who were going to be the choice of the Democrats for the election in 2020. And if you go back before that, in 2015, before the uh, election in 2016, Donald Trump wasn't in the top 10 at this point yeah. over you know over in, a year and a half in, before the election. In 2020, every time I watched the news they would say that well the, the the eventual democrat will probably be Joe Biden because they consider him the most electable. And I kept thinking and why is that? Because you already knew his name? 
Because he's been elected so many times well, over the last 40 years? Yeah, but only by the state of Delaware, which is not huge. Yeah. Um, Randy, Meridian, listening on 670 AM. Uh, good morning to you. Um, your, your question, as I open this up to you, is everything going on right now with all these indictments, in your opinion, is this a political attempt to get Trump out of the race? Or do you think there is something there there? It is absolutely politically motivated. Has everybody forgot about the Mueller investigation into Trump that was based on BS documents that Hillary paid for to have given to the FBI? And the Justice Department is completely under the control of the Democrats, and it's the swamp. That's just how it is. And I don't even really like Trump as a person. I think he's a jerk. But how was our country doing when he was our president? A heck of a lot better than it's doing now. And I certainly hope that everybody remembers that or jars their memory and gets out there and takes care of business because that's what it's all about, our country. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate the call. Um, another email, Mike at KPOI.com says, Silly Casper, you haven't been paying attention to today's politics. Of course a president can pardon himself. If he's Biden or a Democrat, if he's Trump or a Republican, ain't no way. They're there, the ground rules for pardon, glad to be of service. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. That you know helps with my question that I asked earlier. Mark says, I think if the indictments finally become too much for Trump, he will seek asylum in Russia or North Korea or one of those countries that has a leader he admires. Trump has done all that he does for himself without thought for his duty to America a very sick narcissist. People look at things from a lot of different angles. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I mean, granted that's your opinion. You know, standing back and looking at everything that's happened since he started running, you know, back in 2015, you know, can you say that he, you know, <laughs> can you say 100% for sure that he only does everything just for his own edification? I mean, you look at how much money this is costing him to fight all these court cases. And if he wasn't president, if he hadn't been running for president, never elected as president, he wouldn't have had to hire all these lawyers. He wouldn't have all these charges uh, that were brought against him. Now, now, granted, those of you can also say from the other side, yeah, but if he hadn't done something wrong, he wouldn't have had these charges either. But I'm just saying uh, it's it's a little narrow-minded to just say that the only reason he ran for president is to get something for himself. Mark, because it's it, you have to say it's cost him an awful lot. Mark writes in and says, Trump has kicked, started, or validated all sick, ego-driven, and hate-driven behavior in the USA. Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, it's, it's boosted the ratings of CNN once again and BSDNC. Or MS, NBC, I should say. Um, you know, we're, we're we're stuck again with what we don't want, and and that's to, to be unsure of who who our pick for the nomination is going to be down the road. You know, I I can't say I'd want to vote for somebody that's going to have three or four felonies on his record before he's taken in. And uh, you know, you you can be sure that there's going to be more more charges coming against him. It's just, 
That's the way they play. They're going to throw as many as they can against the wall and see how many stick. And, um, you know, I, I blame Trump for one thing. He trusted people that he shouldn't have trusted when he was president, and he didn't get rid of the ones that he should have gotten rid of. And one was Vindman, who was a war hero in Iraq, but he ended up turning turning his back on the rest of the country and, and stabbed Trump in his back, which caused the perfect phone call to go down the tubes yeah. into a quagmire. Somebody, and, uh, somebody said it pretty well uh, in, in 2020. They said that the biggest uh, problem that Trump had was that he promised everybody he would clean out the swamp, and then when he got to Washington, he found out it was deeper than the Marianas Trench. <laughs> 208-336-3700, and Verizon Wireless. Um, you want to continue to, to say whether or not, the with the new indictment coming yesterday, the new charges... Three indictments that he's going to be fighting that we know of for sure. And right now, prediction of a fourth indictment coming uh, out of Georgia. Politically motivated, or is there something there? Do they do, do the powers that be just don't want it? Because there are a lot of people that think that there is nothing there. They just want to do everything they can to make sure Trump can't be elected in 2024. So this is just your opinion. You get to weigh in with your opinion. There's no right or wrong answers here, just your opinion. You can continue to weigh in. Um, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, though, I want to talk about something else today. Um, and that has to do with uh, how much you're going to be paying for light bulbs. Starting today, it's lights out for many popular light bulbs. A new rule just went into effect that bans the sale of most incandescent light bulbs. They're being replaced by LED light bulbs, which are much more energy efficient. The Department of Energy estimates the new rules will save Americans close to $3 billion every year on utility bills. You can still use any old incandescent bulbs you have sitting around your house. So, as of today, you want to go into Home Depot and you want to buy a light bulb for $0.60 cents or a dollar. Good luck. The one thing they didn't mention, they mentioned how much money can be saved nationwide by people saving energy because uh, LEDs use less energy than an incandescent bulb. The one thing he left out of that is how many billions of dollars more it's going to cost the public to purchase a bulb. Because I can buy an incandescent, well, I could have up until yesterday, I could buy an incandescent bulb for uh a buck or less. Mm-hmm. You could get a package of four for like two sixty oh, yeah. something. Right. Oh, you could get them in the dollar store. Mm-hmm. If I want to get a LED bulb, it's going to cost me eight to ten dollars, even more than that, depending on um, how much light it puts out. This is just one of the many energy rules going into effect. Another rule that Biden uh, wants to put into effect, which really doesn't make sense to me. Um, he wants to enact in a rule that will prohibit the manufacturing of almost all portable gas generators in the U.S. market. Why is that? Just because they're because they, they run on gas. They run on gas. Well, I mean, that's when the electricity goes out. Exactly. That's- Thank you. I I didn't even have to get from <sighs> point A to point B. Chris did it for it. We'll take a break. Your thoughts coming up. We'll talk about this uh, on the way next. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. So for most of my incandescents, they're pretty much all right here. This is 
kind of what's left. At Sunland Lighting, what was on the shelf Monday will be missing Tuesday. You have uh, 25-watt light bulbs. These boxes of incandescent bulbs will now be dust collectors. Part of the store's inventory they can't sell. They'll kind of just be a little collection in the basement. Uh, Hold on to them for a few years. This ban on certain light bulbs dates back to a 2007 law signed by President Bush. It required the Secretary of Energy to determine if there should be a minimum 45 lumens per watt rule. That rule was adopted in 2017 by Obama, withdrawn in 2019 under Trump, and adopted again in 2022. Most incandescents don't meet that minimum threshold, therefore they can't be sold. The more lumens, the more light it produces. The more watts it uses means more energy used. So take these two for example. The incandescent on the left produces 6 lumens per watt using 25 watts, whereas the LED on the right produces more than 92 lumens per watt and uses only 2.7 watts. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Do you want the government to be able to say what you should and shouldn't be using to light your home? This is just one of the many steps. By the way, we, we've talked about here not too long ago that gas stoves, if you want to put a gas stove in, it's another thing that they're looking at. New York City and San Francisco have already banned gas stoves being installed in any of their new apartment buildings and new homes. So if you want a gas stove because it's cheaper, because you like the way gas cooks, sorry. You want to uh, have incandescent bulb because you like the way it looks. And some people complained about how harsh the lighting was with LED lighting is. It's not that they, you know, necessarily think that you know, at 10 times the cost for I, the bulb, they, they just don't like the LED lighting of bulbs. I, I do appreciate the Consumer Product Safety Commission. You know, if, if something is, is it's dangerous, if, yeah. is dangerous or it turns out it's hurting people, they get it off the market. Uh, but that's, of course, that's for a different reason. That's because it's harming you, your health, or you know, you harming your body, whatever, killing people. The uh, President Joe Biden and Department of Energy have received fierce flash or backlash um, from social media. Uh, the ban went into effect yesterday, as I said. Uh, people, here's what here's one uh, user said: People with zero understanding of photobiology are creating harmful policy. There are numerous scientific publications on the negative effects of led not just damage to rods and cones but overall health one user said Uh, another one uh, writes in uh, says can we talk about light i'm reluctant to end up on the same side as conservatives on any issue but i miss incandescent light bulbs it had warm depth and nuance i find led light unsuitable clinical and aseptic i mean light's pretty important right hmm President Biden continues to push liberal fantasies, though, uh, through his weaponized federal agencies. The Department of Energy could be focused on American energy independence, not on what light bulbs that you can and can't purchase for your home or business. That's from uh, Representative Andy Barr of Kentucky. Um, Spike Cohen, a conservative activist, said, without government, who would tell you what kind of light bulb that you had to buy? Hmm. Denny in Nampa says, I think the reason for all the indictments of Trump are kind of like the old adage of throwing spaghetti against the wall to see if you can get any of it to stick. 
If you peruse the 14th Amendment, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution, you'll see that a person is prevented from holding office, the president and others, if they've engaged in rebellion or insurrection against the United States. Uh, the, uh, the thing about the spaghetti, I don't think you just keep throwing spaghetti against the wall to see if you can get any of it to stick. It's, it's to see if you've cooked it long enough. Uh, now, which is it? If, if it? if it sticks, it's been cooked long enough, or if it doesn't stick, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know either. I think if it, it if it's sticks, it's al dente. I don't know. <laughs> Good thing. Uh, Joe writes in, uh, most Democrats would like to see Trump run because Biden pulls better against Trump. Trump will not beat these indictments. Uneducated GOP voters, in my mind, are stupid. For instance, one of your callers stated that he's worried the Democrats will raise taxes. The Democrats have never raised taxes on the middle class. Trump's tax cuts are going back up in 2024. It's the GOP, Bush, and Trump who have reduced taxes to the ultra-rich, which would have credited a $10 trillion deficit in the last, uh, created a $10 trillion deficit in the last 20 years. Trump was terrible for the U.S. and the world. I don't know where you get the Democrats have never raised taxes. On the middle class, he said. Yeah, I don't know where you get that. Um, all you have to do is do a Google search. Senate Finance Committee um, states that the nonpartisan Joint Committee on Taxation estimates the Democrats' latest tax and spend proposals increase taxes on millions of Americans across every income bracket with more than half of the tax increases on Americans who make less than $400,000 a year. That's from the Senate Finance Committee. By the way... Um, who has the majority in the Senate right now? Democrats. Are, are you middle class if you make less than $400,000 a year? The reason they use the $400,000 a year, and by the way, it's 400000 per couple. It's not actually 400000 per person. Um, it's 400000 per couple. The reason that they state that is because Joe Biden, when he ran for president, says, I promise that I will not raise taxes on any person making $1 above 400000 per year. Or making less than four hundred, sorry, less than four hundred thousand dollars a year, and absolutely not true. And as mentioned there, it increased taxes, according to the Senate Finance Committee, on every tax bracket, not just people making four hundred thousand dollars, but every tax bracket. So, uh, saying that the Democrats have never raised taxes is not true. Billy C. says voter apathy has been talked about in American elections forever. If Trump would have gotten away with any of the schemes that were tried, voter apathy would have been a thing of the past. Maybe so would free and fair elections altogether. Ask Victor Orban about how autocratic elections work. Spider from Eagle. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI, listening on 670 AM. As a matter of fact, Spider, I just looked up at the clock. Do me a favor. Um, we're just about out of time here before we uh, need to break for news. Can you hold on to the other side of news for us this morning? Sure. Uh, mine, mine only takes a second. All right. Don't go away. I promise we'll get to you coming up here next. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI.
Starting today, a federal ban on incandescent lights goes into effect. That means you'll only be able to buy LED or fluorescent light bulbs in stores from now on as part of the energy efficiency and climate plan. The regulations passed last year prohibit stores from selling incandescent light bulbs. Manufacturers are now required to sell only energy efficient LED light bulbs. They last up to 50 times longer than incandescent lights. The department says the move will save about $3 billion a year. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You want the federal government telling you what you can and uh, can't buy uh, when it comes to incandescent bulbs. It's a new, uh, you can't, you officially can't buy incandescent bulbs anymore. Feel sorry for yeah, the. If, uh, if you stocked up, you can still use them. Yeah, you can still use them. I feel sorry for the companies like Home Depot, Lowe's, things like that, who have all these bulbs. They're just going to have to destroy them because they are not allowed to sell them anymore. I don't feel that sorry for them because they're probably going to be selling the more expensive ones, and people have to get those now. Gary from Nampa writes in, uh, LED light bulbs have come down in price. Yeah, you can find them now for around 2 to 250 Look for bulbs with a color spectrum of 5000 if you want daylight lighting. I've always been on the balance pay with Idaho Power when I lived in Ontario. I switched to all halogen bulbs and double panel windows. If I got a savings, they claimed Idaho Power would have had, pay, had to pay me. My bill never changed. When wow. I moved to Napa, I put in halogen bulbs, then switched to LED. Never saw a change in my electric bill. That's, that's the other thing I'll say, Gary, and I live in Napa also. And we bought a new home, new built home, um, a little over two years ago. Every light in the house, every light outside is all LED. The house is a 1,000 square feet less than what our house was in Eagle. And we pay now 100 to 150 a month more in electricity now than we did in Eagle. So these these lights are supposed to be saving us money and in Eagle, we didn't have LED lights. We had a, we had a mixture. If if a LED or if a light went out, sometimes I would buy an LED light. But I I'm paying a hundred to two hundred dollars more a month in electric bills now wow. in a house that is supposed to be a hundred percent energy efficient compared to my other house. And you're for sure not just like making more toast. I'm going out of my way because of how expensive my bill is, uh-huh. and making sure things are shut off. I've I've increased my air conditioning, which is driving me nuts, by two degrees this summer of what I would normally in my my old house. Um, I've increased where I set my air conditioning. I, I'm with you, Gary. I haven't seen one change in my electric bill saying this is supposed to save you money, but it sure seems like it's costing me a whole lot more money. Do like I do. If it's too hot, just go sleep in the pool. <laughs> Our pool's a little hot right now. <laughs> Lisa says, thank you for having Shelly and Chelsea on. It's nice to actually hear kind, educated, way too reasonable women talking sensibly. You just proved you have listeners that can have a reasonable conversation, not resort to third grader insults and actually provide solutions instead of just condemning, talking down to, excluding, and being rude to those who don't agree with them. Great job, ladies. Yeah. That was a great interview. They they were really good. By the way, that will be up in our podcast. We've actually had a couple of people say, hey, I missed some of that interview. Um, podcast will be up after our show this morning. So you can always hear everything that we have on our show. And somebody had uh, asked earlier this morning that uh, Texas asked why we weren't talking about uh, the credit downgrade 
Um, We did. We did. We talked about it for about 10 minutes this morning. Um, We did talk about it, how it affects us and all that and what it what it means. Um, That's another thing. By the way, we talked about it. You'll be able to get on our podcast. You can always get our podcast after the show or a lot of people like to do is uh, listen to it, you know, uh, later in the day. They did want us to make sure that we uh, pointed out that uh, this is happening under Biden and the previous one happened under Obama. Mm hmm. So. Um, Spider from Eagle. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, good morning. Hey, I just wanted to say, yeah, I haven't noticed a uh, a decrease in my electric bill either. Um, but most now, of wait, LED wait, wait Spider, is as is your house 100% LED lights? No, it's not 100%. But I've I've transferred everything. Well, mostly everything that I can do myself over to LED. Um, and I I do live in Eagle, but yeah, I haven't really noticed any change. Um, but a lot of the LED lights brag about how long the lamp will last, but they don't talk about how long the drivers will last in the in these particular lamps. Um, so if you think you're going to have a lamp that lasts 10, 20,000 hours, you might. It technically will, but maybe not with the driver that's installed mm-hmm. in it. Interesting point. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. We've uh, Daniel, who says, uh, good morning, I'm impressed by how many callers know constitutional law and all the facts surrounding the Trump indictments and of the crimes and treasonous acts Hunter and Joe Biden have committed, yet they don't know the name of the person they have lived next door to for years. Oh, uh, oh Jesus, thanks, Daniel. Uh, me, yeah, I'm, I'm in that boat. Too. I don't know the name of anybody who lives on my street, except unless they live in our house. <laughs> well, that's not very neighborly of you. Well, we had some neighbors moved in, and you know, every time we saw him, like in the driveway. Well, oh, you remember? Okay, Kate, Kate McGuire's brother used yeah, to live next. He used to right next to you, and I talked to him all the time. And then when he moved it out, some other people moved in, and we would wave at them from the driveway, and they would run faster to get to their door. I mean, I can't really blame them, but. <laughs> I was going to say, they, they, they probably recognize this. Anyway. Um, another thing we were talking about as we went to break, and I do want to mention this because this just makes no sense to me. Um, just months after Biden appointed uh, regular least uh, ban on gas stoves, the administration is working to enact a rule that would prohibit the manufacturing of nearly all portable gas generators in the United States. A proposed Consumer Product Safety Commission rule limits the amount of carbon monoxide a product can emit, with the commission admitting that a 95% of portable gas generators cannot comply with the new standard. As a result, industry leaders say the rule would prompt widespread generator shortages as manufacturers only have six months to design generators that meet a proposed regulation. That proposed process normally takes years. The rule also comes just months after Biden-backed Commissioner Richard Tumka Jr. teased a similar ban on gas stoves, which he called a hidden hazard. California, for example, saw power outages in the summer of 2022 as electricity demand surged. The other question, and you brought this up, Chris, what what happens <laughs> when the power goes when out? The power goes out? And, and I bring this up as an emergency because here's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. When you have a hurricane, like like in Florida, for instance, or Houston, the first thing that the federal government does is try to get the electricity back on by sending generators. 
to be mm-hmm. able to run electricity so right. that people can live. We we have uh, a, a, a huge generator here at the radio station. If our power goes out, it'll take about three seconds and we'll be right back on the air. Uh, hospitals have to have them. Uh, it, it just seems weird to say that you can't even keep it as a backup. You know, because, I mean, for most people, a generator is just a backup mm-hmm. or occasionally something you take to deer camp. So apparently, soon you'll just be able to use electric generators. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm being sarcastic. Well, battery, just... Battery-operated <laughs> generators, it still sounds weird, doesn't it? Yeah. No matter how you say it. Now, there is currently only one manufacturer in the world, Tektronic Industries, that certifies its product to a level that would mostly satisfy the commission's proposed rule. Well, I guess we better invest in them, huh? The Tektronic Industries generator, by the way, sells at about four to five times the price of a regular generator. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have a generator, but I just can't afford it anymore, so I guess I won't be able to charge my electric car if the electricity goes out. It's the message from John. He says, in case the Trump cases are getting too complicated to follow, here's a brief summary of just those featuring actual indictments. Uh, one, federal January 6th and 2020 election inquiry, four counts, all felonies about efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election and obstruct the certification of the electoral vote. Two, classified documents case, 40 counts regarding the possession of classified documents and obstructing efforts to retrieve them. Three, Manhattan criminal case related to hush money payments to cover up a sex scandal during the 2016 presidential campaign. Also an ongoing state investigation in Georgia for demanding votes to be found. Yep, he is presidential for sure, perhaps the president of a prison population. So, John, not a fan. Kenny from Meridian, thanks for being patient, uh, listening this morning on uh, 93.1 FM. Good morning to you. Good morning, guys. How are you? So well, far, so good. Getting better because we're 15 minutes uh, away from hitting the golf course. <laughs> I know, right? I know. So, with all these guys uh, fighting and those clowns that are in the White House and they're trying to eliminate electric stove, gas stoves, and people are allowing us to do, to do this, isn't that called communism? A dictatorship? It's kind of more yeah, fascism, really actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say fascism. It's more fascism when the, when the government tells you how you can and can't live. Yeah, yeah. And that's and why can't people see that? You know, and they're all bashing on Donald Trump and this and that, and they're taking everything away. And pretty soon we're not going to have no electricity charge, nothing. So that's my take. Thank all you. Right. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the thoughts, we'll Kenny. To, we'll have to watch TV by candlelight. <laughs> You just stole one of my favorite lines. Sorry. Damn you, Chris. I apologize. Uh, Wayne writes in, in response to the writer about taxes, I generally vote R, so by his definition, I'm stupid. The vast majority of taxpayers receive tax reductions with the Trump tax bill. Those at the lower income brackets receive the largest as a function of income. Number two, revenue to the Treasury increased after the tax cut, unlike now when the Treasury income is falling. Number three, 2025 limit was required in order to get Democrat support in the Senate. No Democrats, and we would not face a change in 2024. These are all facts. Scott says the R next to a name still means Republican, and the D next to a name still means Democrat. But it is fun to think otherwise. 
Fred writes in, what about the heat the bulbs make that the new ones do not? I heat my animals in the winter with the old bulbs. I've done so for decades. The new ones have no heat at all. So now I have to switch from a 75-watt bulb to a 1,500-watt heater. Way to go, Biden. (laughs) Yes, that does seem counterproductive, doesn't it? James in Garden City says, regarding LED lights and the lighting industry in general, this industry is constantly evolving, and the LED technology is constantly working to improve the color rendering and performance. Those who say they don't like the color probably have not explored the most current options. The industry will have a comfortable color shortly. The idea that LED lights are broadly unhealthy is not accurate. LEDs use so much less energy that there will be broad energy-saving benefits if we all switch. James, I get all of that. But why do I want the federal government telling me what I can and can't buy? If all that is true. So it saves money. You claim it saves money. We've had one email that said they couldn't tell a difference when they switched to LED in their power bill. I have a house that's 1,000 square feet less. It's much more energy efficient. And my bill is way more expensive than in the home I lived that had incandescent bulbs. John uh, says, as a response to one of your callers, hate to tell you, but all politicians are narcissistic to some degree or another. To a certain point, he's right, he's right. right? I mean, well, would it, you run for president actually, if you're not <laughs> it, it actually, public office even? It actually kind of comes in handy, especially if you're just sure of yourself and sure of your facts and sure of what you're you know, able to speak uh, with no embarrassment. I mean, I, people call that narcissism, but I... Uh, just it's good to be sure of yourself or have confidence un- un- unless you're you know 100% wrong 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless we'll take a break one more segment on the way final chance to get through you want to talk about bulbs you want to talk about the indictment final chance to do it go ahead and give us a call drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3 now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton this is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 950-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, final segment to get through this morning. Uh, I'm uh, listening on 93.1 FM. Is, is this right? Is this Christ? That's Chris. Chris. Okay, Chris from Boise. All right. Just want to want to make sure because I, I didn't know if I need to be careful here. But uh, if you're just Chris, then who cares? Everybody spells it Christ. I have to tell them, you know, how many Christ are in the phone book. Like, like, <laughs> like, like the bass player for Nirvana, Chris Novoselic, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, All right. You want to talk about incandescent bulbs? Well, I talk, well, mainly about, you know, you're talking about the reduction in price and everything. And, and like, uh, I had, you know, a total electric house and I put in a gas furnace. And so uh, Idaho Power and, you know, the gas company, they evaluated, reevaluate you. And because I'm on level pay, and it doesn't matter in the summertime, I'm running 62 degrees or 78 degrees on my air conditioner. I'm on level pay, you know, for the whole year, everything levels out. And uh, when I put the gas in and with the level pay and dropping off the electric, you know, it was actually cheaper to have the gas and electric. So I imagine there'll, when this law goes into effect and you can't have that anymore, that the uh, 
Idaho Power, you know, and the, or the whatnot powers around the country will probably do a reevaluation on people and their level pays, and then they'll see a reduction in their uh, costs. Yeah, who Understand? knows? Yeah, no, I, know? I get it. Who knows? You see, you see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. they did a, you know, a major thing like I did with the furnace, you know, is major. But uh, that's the LED lights. Uh, if you have anything to do with electrics, I mean, excuse me, athletics, if you go to fields that have the condescent lights and they have the LED lights, it's night and day. Thank you for the call, Chris. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know boy writes in the light bulb ban is not constitutional. However, it will need to go through the court system before the federal government gets its blank kicked. Uh, there are issues with LED bulbs, as mentioned by another person uh, who had written in. Politicians making detrimental decisions on people's health because they think they're better than you. People need to snub their noses at this. Uh, and tell the EPA to pound sand. It is vague and has legal issues, as mentioned in 2017 by the EPA. This law will end up going, uh, burning out. Look, I, when it comes to the LEDs, I, I don't mind that LEDs are available. I don't mind that the federal government is encouraging you to use LEDs. I just don't like it that they're saying we are going to encourage you by making it impossible for you to buy these other lights mm-hmm. that you might want to buy we suggest you do this because we're eliminating everything else yeah that that's what i don't like about it same that i don't like about uh the perspective ban on gas powered generators mark wrote in to say who tells me to have a seat belt i got rights i go into the supreme court with this i think it might have been a little you know tongue-in-cheek might have been <laughs> robin says it sticks when it's done oh the, the spaghetti when it's done, it'll stick to the wall. Thank you, Robin. Uh, have another one about that. It says they're not throwing spaghetti against the wall; they're throwing the wall against the spaghetti. There we go. <laughs> uh, thank you for the phone calls and emails. There are some. Uh, we got a lot of people writing in on this today. Um, we're going to get to some back to some more of those coming up tomorrow morning. But uh, appreciate you uh, taking part in the show. A lot of people participating in the show today which is always a good thing people know light bulbs you know um they have good ideas i wanted to take the last 45 seconds every twice a year we get uh, a report card um based on uh you listening to the station telling us whether or not chris and i are going to have a job for another six months um thanks to you Uh, i just want to say thank you to everybody who listens to this show and who listens to kboi um we are the most listened to radio station in the entire treasure valley 12 plus more people listen to us than any other radio station. Um, 25 plus more people listen to this radio station and this morning show than any other station. And it's not something that Chris and I can do other than show up every day. It's because you listen to us. And I just want to say how much we appreciate it. Thank you very much.